We are continuing in the series of the, uh, the I Am Statements of the Lord Jesus from the Gospel of John. This might be the last one from the Gospel of John. I will go into other scriptures after this. But if you would turn with me to John, the Gospel of John, chapter 15, we're going to read verses 1 through 5. These are the words of the Lord Jesus. He said, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. You are already made clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Father, we understand that we can do nothing without you. But we thank you that with you we can do all things as we walk by faith. And we thank you for this, your living word. Help us to be teachable. Help us to apply it, we ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. So this is the eighth in the series, the I Am series, that we've been going through for just a few months now. And the first one was, I am the bread of God. And the second one was, I, is the, I am the bread of life. And they were somewhat related. And then after that, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. We talked about that. And that he is the door into the sheepfold. And he said, I am the good shepherd. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. And then he said, I am the way and the truth and the life. And now he said, I am the true vine. The true vine. So maybe Jesus is looking at a grapevine at this point. You know, he taught in that way. As they were walking around, he would point out things. But likely, I would think, probably, uh, they were drinking wine, uh, the fruit of the vine at this time, and he was preparing them uh, for the time when he would no longer be physically present with them. He was going to the cross, and he was preparing them for that time. And he begins by calling himself the true vine. I'll explain why he used true there in just a second. But then he said, and then he talked about his father, his father in heaven, and ours, is the vine dresser. Or you could call uh, that uh, the gardener or the uh, husbandman. Those are terms that are similar. So the vine dresser. Matthew Henry said, Never was any husbandman so wise, so watchful about his vineyard, as God is about his church, which therefore will prosper. Praise God. We will prosper by his grace. Jesus is the vine, or you could say he's the root uh, he is the source of our life. And we are the branches. We are his disciples. And this is a great illustration of the union that we have with God and how the nourishment which sustains us in our spiritual life as we walk with God is rooted in the Lord Jesus. In John 14, Jesus said, Because I live, you will live also. And he also said, I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. So we are reminded of this unity that he is speaking of there when we come to the table of the Lord each week. In Psalm 80, it describes the disobedience of Israel. And Israel was, uh, in numerous times in the Old Testament, was called a vine also, the vine of God. But in Psalm 80, it was talking about the fruitlessness of that vine at that point. But Jesus, as the true vine, bears much fruit. And we are not only part of that fruit, but he has called us and given us the means, he's enabled us to bear fruit for him. 
So we can be fruitful because we are connected with him, with the vine, in a vital union. We can abide in him because his spirit abides in us. Now, as growing disciples, I believe it is natural for us to bear fruit. Bearing fruit is the normal activity of a branch connected to the living vine. And we bear more fruit as we grow in Christ and are filled with the Spirit. And so then we bear the fruit of the Spirit more and more. From a grapevine, we look for grapes. From a Christian, we look for the character of Christ to be growing. And growth and fruit bearing usually, it turns out, takes pruning. Some of you know what pruning is. I know some of you have fruit trees and you go out and you uh, cut all those limbs down. Now the word for prune in, in uh, Greek can also be translated and is sometimes used uh, to mean cleanse. So prune and cleanse. And so Jesus said in verse three here, you are already made clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. So you're already made clean. So in other words, the Lord had already begun cleansing them, pruning them in a sense through his word. He will always prune us through his word. And the vine dresser cultivates and he prunes the branches so that they will bear more fruit. In fact, verse five says, he who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. Not just fruit, he said much fruit. And then in verse 16, Jesus said that, they, that we were chosen to bear fruit that abides. Sherry and I used to have a, a large uh, wild grapevine when we moved onto that property in our small farm north of here. Uh, it had a wild vine growing by the barn. And it was growing up on the barn. And it got quite large. The root or the trunk was I don't, at least an inch thick. And it had a lot of branches on it, but it never really bore fruit. Uh, maybe because I never pruned it, I, you know, at that point. And I guess I needed to learn more about pruning just like I needed to learn more about shepherding, like you heard several weeks ago when we lost a number of sheep because I probably didn't have the right kind of fencing. So Sherry and I are still learning, by the way, what, how to prune. What, how, what, how do you prune a tree so that it remains healthy? It's a kind of a growing thing. To, you're always learning, I think. And so it always amazes me at how much I have, have to cut off. Or when I get done and I look down and, ah, you know, there's all these limbs on the ground. Did I do too much? Did I cut off too much? And usually not. They've all survived. And I'm, you know, I'm always amazed at that. So I had to cut off the limbs that uh, weren't growing in the right way and were probably gonna break off anyway, or they were gonna hurt other, other limbs, or the limbs that were growing into other limbs, and those had to go. So I was cutting off those parts. And I suppose, it, it is possible, I suppose, to cut off too much and to hurt a tree, but, and we should ask Joel. Joel said, have a class on pruning. Um, but that makes those much more able to bear fruit. And they did bear fruit. The ones that we pruned well or we pruned consistently bore much more fruit. And the Lord God disciplines us because he loves us. He does what is needed to make us able to bear more fruit. And this is all part of the process called sanctification. That's our growth in Christ's likeness. He's making us into the image of Christ. And sometimes that's painful. I know many of you have dealt with that. It's, it can be painful. But we can rejoice that we will be able to bear much more fruit 
fruit that abides. Abiding fruit is that which glorifies our Father in heaven and which will last for eternity. It will abide. Since we have unity with Christ by his death and by his resurrection, we should take every opportunity to meet with him, to receive the nourishment we need to serve him. We need the sap, so to speak, which our connection with him provides. We don't want to reduce that nourishment. We don't want to neglect coming to him by carelessness or by laziness or by disobedience. We can increase this drawing of, out of the sap by exercising the means of grace that God has given to us. And these are going to close with us. He's given us means of grace in order to grow in, in, order to grow in him and to be fruitful. First of all, he's given us his precious word. Calvin comments that uh, verse three, which we read, you are already made clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. That shows that the word is the primary means of God's pruning, the primary means of God's cleansing in our lives. We must be word-centered people if we are going to be fruitful and abide. His word is our life. And so abiding is, is word-centered. It's a word-centered thing. 2 Timothy three sixteen and 17. Many of you know this scripture. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. And it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness that the man of God or the people of God may be complete and thoroughly equipped for every good work. In other words, fruitful. Think of the process again. So we receive doctrine, we get into the word of God, and then it says, also, it's for reproof. So when we are not walking in faith and in obedience. We are reproved and we are corrected. I would say that's kind of part of the pruning process. And then we get back on the right path in the instruction of righteousness. And we have grown in righteousness through that process. And then we are more equipped to be fruitful. Secondly, so first of all, the means of grace, primary means of grace is the God's word. Secondly, it's prayer. And prayer is our communication in the spirit and according to the word and so abiding means we are growing in prayer. Absolutely means that. Our fruitfulness as individuals and as a body here, as a, as a church body, is connected to our abiding in the Lord through prayer. And I would stop here just for a second to say that the two times we pray corporately are a great blessing. All those who are consistently joining that have been greatly blessed. And I would encourage you, if there is a way for you to do that, I know for some you, it's not easy to do, but I would encourage you, we as a church have been praying for years that we would be a praying people. May it be so. Matthew Henry again said, it is the great concern of all Christ's disciples constantly to keep up dependence upon Christ and communion with him. In other words, we can do nothing lasting without him. And we can do nothing really lasting without prayer. And then the third means of grace are the sacraments. He commanded them, he gave them to us. So communion, here each Lord's day, we rejoice in that, coming to the table, and baptism, which we will rejoice in next week when Danny Miller is baptized. And obedience in applying the sacraments is a means of grace from God to strengthen us and to make us fruitful. And also through the spiritual disciplines, God gives us, you know, we've talked about the spiritual disciplines many times, which are related to those three means of grace. So first of all, the word of God. For example, hearing, reading, studying, memorizing, and meditating on the word of God. Those are the means that we have to take it in 
to our mind and live it. And then fellowship and prayer. Fellowship and prayer with the Lord and prayer with the Lord and with and for each other, as I just mentioned. And worship together. Praise God. We can worship him together and we can grow in grace. And as we worship according to his will and in the spirit, we continue to abide in him and and be fruitful. So, fellow branches, let's maintain and grow the vital relationship we have with the root, who is our source of life, with the Lord Jesus. And why not draw out as much sap as we have grace that he gives to draw out that? Let's feed on his promises. Let's be nourished as we commune with him through the means of grace. Let's delight in knowing him and bear fruit which exalts his name, the name above all names. And just to conclude, we don't bear fruit to prove anything about ourselves. We didn't start our union with the vine. He did it. And we can claim no credit for the fruit which will come because it is from him and it is for him. We are utterly dependent people for life in Jesus. And we are dependent on him to bear fruit in his name through us. So as we come now before the Lord to abide in him, to receive grace, to grow in fruitfulness, remember the words of the Lord Jesus. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. Let's pray. Oh Lord, we do pray that you would make us fruitful for your glory for the glory of your name. And we thank you for faithfully pruning us in your perfect way and your perfect time as our husbandmen. Lord, may we accept and give thanks for your grace and rejoice that you prepare us to bear fruit that pleases you. Lord, may we not respond to pruning by fear or a lack of faith or anger, any of those things, Lord, by your grace and for your glory, make us, we pray, and our families and our church here fruitful. And Lord, we thank thank you that you abide in us and that we can abide in you at all because of our redemption and salvation through the finished work of our Lord Jesus for us on the cross. Lord Jesus, you are our source of life. And we praise you that you abide in us by your spirit dwelling in us. Oh Lord, we partake now in this spiritual nourishment, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.